Meredith, you got to get to the chopper. I'm already there. Hello, hello, hello. Today we will be talking about Predator and not just one, but a pair of reboots. <laughs> yeah. We're talking all things Predator today. Yeah, that sums it up pretty much. Um, so we um, unabashedly love Predator. Yes, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's it's a perfect action movie. It's also has a little, lot of horror elements, which I love. I love horror. That's my favorite genre. And it's just it's just the best on all fronts. It's got a good cast. It's got a good uh, score. It's got a good director. It's got a good everything. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the way to put it. It's it's just fantastic on almost every level. Yeah. Um, we have a real funny story about Predator. We almost have a funny yeah. story about every Predator film that we're going to talk about today. But um, obviously, as we say, we grew up with it. We loved it. It became the movie we watched the very first night that we brought our daughter home uh, from the hospital. Yes. And because my dad is partially deaf, we had to listen to it because it's one of his favorite movies. And we had to listen to it with a very high volume. Yeah. DTS pumping all the way. Yes. And there's a ton of action. I mean, there's... Explosions, alien yes, screams. Especially in the beginning, there's yeah, a lot of definitely. Explosions. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So... Um, it was really loud, and we definitely tested our newborn that day. Yeah, yeah, she slept right through it. Not, <laughs> not, not even, not even uh, a noise or anything like that. No, she slept through the full two hours. She was a perfect Predator. baby. She really was. Um, so Predator was uh, made in 1987 by uh, John McTiernan. Yep, and um, obviously it's a classic film because. Um, like most big classic movies, um, there are a number of great lines that have become uh, memes. Uh -huh. And it's one of the things that I, I truly love about the film. And I was going to ask you uh, if you could uh, do me a favor and tell me which one you would like a little bit better here. I'm going to show you one of my favorite memes uh, from it. Um, Dylan! This is... Ooh, son of a bitch. The ultimate handshake meme. This is my personal favorite. <laughs> um, I think one of my favorite applications of this is when... Uh, I saw one and it was liberals and it was libertarians and at the top was hating Trump. And the next picture afterwards was both sets washing hands. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's just so versatile, so versatile. So really I, I wanted to compare it to, uh, I think one of the other lines I see quoted and memed a lot. Yeah. Stick around. That's probably Arnold's hardest pun that's in this movie. Yeah. A man who's famous for him. That's his hardest one. Which one of those lines do you like better? I'm going to go with the second one. Oh, really? Oh, you prefer stick around? Yeah. Stick around. Okay. I do like the bulging biceps and the hand. It's just a smack that's, I don't know, special, but. The shot drips with testosterone. Yeah. Literally just dripping with testosterone. Yeah, it really does. Okay. Uh, now uh, that one, as opposed to the classic. Get to the chopper! It's weird. It's not really a meme. It's just a line that's constantly associated with the franchise. Yeah. I, I believe. It, it may not be in Predator 2, but I believe the line is quoted in almost every single film. And obviously not Prey. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I, it's definitely in the Predator. I know it's in Predators. Um, and I know it's in AVP 2. I remember because I, I the theater groaned when it came up. Um, yes, that's right. I saw AVP 2 Requiem in the theater. Oh, wow. <laughs> May God have mercy on my soul. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and we're not going to talk about those reboots today, but uh, thank God. No. Um, and then the other line I, I wanted you to take a look at, and the ones I think you'll appreciate the most, is uh, this one. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Jesse Ventura is rather underrated. Yes, that's my here. favorite line. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. And somehow Jesse Ventura pulls it off brilliantly. I ain't got time to bleed. My, my other favorite one. This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Just like me. I, I, I quote that one all the time. That one that, that one I bring up all the time. I was like, listen, you got to hit the gym. If you're going to be a sexual tyrannosaur like me. <laughs> Um, so like I said, this movie has a great cast. It, it, it really does. Um, Carl Weathers is in it. Come on. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Um, you got Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, and of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, uh, Shane Black, who we'll bring. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, criticizing Predator is very difficult. I 
I literally had like a likes and dislikes column. Um, my likes are like through the roof and I could not find any dislikes. The only dislikes I could find were they waste a ton of bullets. Yeah, they, they really do. That's... A ton. Especially that one scene where Max just firing into the freaking jungle. Yeah, yeah. Right after Ventura <laughs> bites the dust, uh, uh, Bill Duke's character, Mac, just picks up the minigun and fires every bullet just right into the, yeah. into the jungle. And everybody joins him. Um, Predator works for a couple of reasons. Um, it has a fantastic action sequence to set everything up. And we see this group of badasses, what they do, how they work, and how damn good they are at it. Um, Predator is an action movie, for first and foremost, that about, not even halfway through, begins to morph into a horror film. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. It's not even so much a monster movie as it is um, more of like a slasher. Because the Predator picks them off one by one. Yeah. And kind of like a, a slasher movie, they're trying to figure out. Who's doing it? What's going on in the, in the beginning? Um, but even the way they do it is pretty smart. Um, they have a, a, a tracker, and obviously he's he's able to sense things in the woods. And he's just generally weirded out from the second they find uh, a group of uh, a skinned men from a platoon that they yeah. were looking for. Three skin bodies hanging. Uh, Jim Hopper, uh, a Stranger Things reference, I guess. Uh, That's who I thought of. Yeah, I was like, I, have, I was like, Jim Hopper. I, was like, <laughs> I didn't know if that, if that was a conscious thing by the Duffer Brothers or not. But that sequence you just talked about, them wasting all that ammo, I love it because you have all these macho guys, and they are terrified. Yeah. They're scared. And the, the Predator makes his way down and picks them off one by one until, like a slasher movie, only the final girl or the final Arnold is left. And he does it, – it's a lot like Nightmare on Elm Street. He sets his traps. The Predator underestimates uh, Dutch, and he gets him killed. Well, you know it- – The movie has a great entrance to all that with the taking, they're trying to rescue uh, whoever's down the chopper that there was at the very beginning. Yeah, there's some hostages that they- Yeah, so they they take out a camp and you get to see how video game-esque each each character- Oh, yeah, it's it's fantastic 80s mayhem. And you you get these these, these broad masculine caricatures of these soldiers. And- as the movie continues on, you just learned a little bit more about these guys. And just a little bit. The movie never takes time to flat out explain who people are. But through visual cues and other things that you pick up in the script, like you, you just learn a, a little bit more about these characters. Less is more. Yeah. Less and, is more. And you get to, like you were talking about, you like that scene where he's just, you know, firing into the max, just firing into the yeah. jungle. You get this part in the beginning where everybody is strong um, they're a well-oiled machine. They take out their enemy like nobody's business. And then you get this this part where they've lost all control. Yeah. The composure's gone. Yeah. They're just firing wildly. They don't know what's going on. They're trying to figure it out as they go. And mm-hmm. it's 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 really well done. This movie is written well. Yes, yes. And, and uh, a famous writer is, is obviously one of the actors in it, Shane Black. I don't actually think he did any of the rewrite work on this film. He was only an actor on the project. So, um, you know, this original screenplay, once again, less is more, I I think, works really nicely towards this whole project. Yeah. And I think one of the things we have to talk about as well is um, productions have their issues. Uh, This movie shot in the jungle Mm -hmm. and it shows Uh, those aren't sets like the jungle is lush and unforgiving and terrifying. You know, it, it is a character unto itself and it works really well with the Predator design, even though. The movie was actually written for a different Predator design, and there's a couple of um, elements still left in the movie from it. Uh, at one point, I think, um, I think Anna's her name, Anna. She um, mentions it was a it camouflaged itself like a lizard, and that is what the original design was—a much more bug-like alien—and that was played by uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, and that's that's not I'm, I'm not pulling anybody's leg. It, it was played by Jean Claude Van Damme, and you can go Google that Predator comma Jean-Claude Van Damme, and you can find the shots that they had that they were going to use with that. But Van Damme was not very pleased and ended up uh, leaving the project, and they went a different way with the design of the suit. They turned to Stan Winston, and with a little assist from, um, I was going to say Peter Jackson, but that's not right, (laughs) James Cameron, James Cameron. And uh, they came up with the now iconic Predator look, uh, you know, dreadlocks and all. Yeah. You know, that was uh, the two of them. They came up with that, the mandible design. It's really, I mean, the second you see it, it, it is otherworldly yet familiar in a way. 
it's um it's truly a, a fantastic look and and obviously it's lasted the test of time uh we just got a, a and the mandibles the actually work like the actual yes 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 yeah they there was logic that went into the design Yeah, because they click the teeth click together yeah, that's when, how they yeah you would assume that's how the predators would would talk and he uses only his vocal cords to mimic us yeah uh, to mock us or actually i'm not really certain why he, he he does what he does in that in that sense i mean he just likes human language who knows um yeah then the so this movie had uh, a few production issues in that respect they went back to reshoot to accommodate for the new design uh and somebody almost died on that set right i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised yeah not, like, it was either dir- the director or schwarzenegger got really sick or something like that happened. yeah i wouldn't be surprised i mean these are the things that happen when you actually do shoot in the jungle um, you know, you run to these kind of issues. You can get worms. You can you can get a disease. It's very easy to end up uh, with these things. So to get that authentic look comes with real danger. Yeah. But the movie looks fantastic. And I have to mention, because I don't know how much credit he might get, but Kevin Peter Hall is fantastic as the Predator. Yes. He's tall, but he has a, a great sense of movement. Uh, you and I love Friday the 13th. And we talk about this all the time. That the second Kane Hodder steps into the franchise, he takes it seriously. Mm-hmm. And he plays the role pretty well. And other guys did a nice job, but frankly, there are a lot of other performers who didn't really care about playing Jason. And I think it it more shows in the Halloween franchise that those guys under the mask for Michael Myers do not do a very good job. Yeah. And it it it, it doesn't help. It hurts the movie in yeah. some ways. And then this movie with the, the Predator and his size and the way he moves, it, it, it all... It all comes together, and I think you lose some of that as well in the Alien versus Predator movies. Um, I'm actually, you know, I didn't check if, if, um, because we didn't watch Predator 2, even though I have a soft spot for it. Um, yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, I well, it's because we grew up with it, it was yeah. all on the table, and we yeah. loved Danny Glover. But I don't, I, I assume Kevin Peter Hall probably played the Predator in that as well, because the look is very s- similar and he's tall. By the time you get to AVP, like they're almost kind of roided out. Uh, so I don't, I don't think that was much, much, much later. So I don't think that was him, but. Um, it, all of that comes together in this movie to, to really make a science fiction classic. Yeah. Um, and I think it's one of the things that, cause we'll get into it here that the sequels really struggle with the horror aspect of predator predator two gets it a little bit, but predator two has a number of odd things going, uh, wrong with it as well. I, I think it is, um, it, it really is a fantastic hybrid film and we just don't see that a lot, especially when we get, into action movies. Action yeah. movies are usually action sci-fi, and that's as far as you can go, but this is very much action sci-fi horror. Well, it's John McTiernan at his best. Very much so, very much so. So, um, and, that, and listen, you know, we could lavish praise on Predator all day. You know what it is. It's an iconic film. We know what it is. Um, I think it's time that we move on to the grittier reboots that this movie attempted to have. It could be debated if this movie... The Predator is actually uh, a true reboot. What my job description is. Yeah. I'm an acquisition. It's it's difficult to say. Um, they try a lot of new things. They try to give the Predator uh, some lore. Um, so there's that, that's new in my opinion. That was that's what makes it a reboot is that they try to give it some more lore and. But it it could be considered a sequel. That that's the thing about reboots is sometimes that. What they're doing is either adding on to what's done previously or they're trying to do something new. So you can either call it a sequel or a reboot. We're calling this one a reboot. Yeah. Well, the reason I did it is because tonally it's a complete reboot. Yeah. Because Predator 2 tries to get the vibe of the original film. And I think Predator's um, another legitimate reboot that we we just left off the list because it's generally liked by fans. Uh, not loved, just liked. Um, it did pretty well at the box office, but for some odd reason, they didn't give it a sequel. They went with Shane Black in 2018 to uh, redo this movie and simply called it The Predator. Yeah. Um, and it is, like I said, a complete tonal shift because the the story of Predator is very hyper-focused. You're in with these guys, and that's pretty much it. They're trying to survive and trying to make their way out of the jungle. The Predator... Is a goddamn mess. There's no jungle. Well, it doesn't. That doesn't matter. You can put the predator wherever. But come on. Yes, and generally you want to do things to help yourself out and put the yeah. predator where there are trees. 
and it almost kind of works in the concrete jungle of part two, but we're talking more about part two than we're talking about this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably because we enjoy that one a lot more. Here's the thing. This movie has a predator story, right? Yes, there's more exposition than I could talk. This about. movie has a father and son trying to reconnect. Mm-hmm. He's trying to reconnect with his wife. There is a doctor played by Olivia Munn trying to get to the bottom of everything going on with the Predators. Who has just dropped into the movie. There is a group of soldiers trying to get all their stuff together. They have all of these plot lines bouncing around in this movie, and none of them come to anything close to a satisfying no. conclusion. We didn't even get to the, the scenery-chewing bad guy here. Um, and I mean, like that's, you know, and then, I mean, he has a story as well that he's trying to tell, like everybody has this tale. I mean, it, they even try to pass off a predator hunting a, a, an autistic child because the autism is valued. Yeah. In a warrior like class of being or alien, they choose an autistic boy. Yes. And this, what? I mean, has such a cringy portrayal of autism. A yeah, portrayal, really a portrayal like this would not have bothered me in 1990, 1993's or ninety two's Predator Two, mm-hmm. because we simply didn't know as much about autism as we knew in twenty eighteen. The idea of the next evolutionary scale in uh, <laughs> in human evolution from autism is just ridiculous, and it was ridiculous in twenty eighteen. <laughs> It's it's even more absurd now. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's it's not set up well at all. Um, nothing a- about that works. We have a lead character who's not particularly interesting. Um, and I, uh, good lord, um, there's a lot of bumbling around. You know? Yeah, maybe well, a Mun's character almost like bumbles a shotgun. That, or yeah, a now gun for a while. Yeah, I mean, we sort of we, we talk about a tonal reboot. I mean, there's there's a moment where the predator uses a severed hand to give a thumbs up to a soldier. I mean, that's a cheap sitcom joke right in the middle of a predator movie. It's not a big deal. If the movie can stick the landing, like if the movie can actually be funny, but that that's not what, what ultimately happens with the film. And it's a real shame because I mean, you you have a decent cast here. You know, I I think some of the highlights are, are uh, uh, Keegan, Michael key. Yeah. Uh, him himself, uh, Alfie Allen, as well as Thomas Jane, the, the original Punisher. Well, the second Punisher. Actually. It doesn't have a bad cast at all. Yeah, I, I, some of that stuff works, some of it, but the, the ending is ultimately unsatisfying with those characters. That's actually one of the things that I liked was the um, when you get to introduce, you're introduced to all those characters on the bus. They're kind of getting to know each other. Yeah, the movie has a little momentum them. there. Yeah. yeah, you can feel the movie picking up a little bit of steam, a little bit of momentum. And then you have things where his autistic son walks out with a predator helmet, murders a man for laughs. Oh, I know. And destroys a house. Yeah. And then kind of takes off. And it's like, okay, we're, I mean, that, I mean, maybe one of the dumbest scenes in the franchise, to be perfectly honest. Uh, And this is from a, you know, one of Hollywood's top writer directors. You have uh, Sterling K. Brown uh, chewing as much scenery as humanly possible. Um, He's our bad guy here. Uh, One quick little reference, by the way, we talked about Predator 2 so much. I don't know if you noticed, but Jake Busey was one of the scientists who meets Olivia Munn. Yeah. It's his end early on. He actually, uh, he's, Jake Busey is the son of Gary Busey, and he actually is playing the son of that character from part two. Oh. Okay. So that is a loose connection. I think it's mentioned. It might not have been. I don't remember it, but that is. It, it easily could have been mentioned. There's a lot of dialogue in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, This is just an atrocious, everything wrong. It's a high concept, dumb idea to redo this franchise. Um, you know, cause it, it's more concerned with a predator war, you know, like you, you watch the predator movies, you're like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to get a little bit more lore. And then the predator is about an hour in. And my only thought was like, no, not like that. Oh my gosh. So much exposition. I it mean, slows the movie the down. The retcon so of like, oh, they wanted skulls and spines so they could take our DNA to build the best warrior there possibly yeah. is. And I'm like, that is the dumbest idea <laughs> I, I possibly heard. To try to retcon. They're already a warrior race. Yeah. I mean, you you don't have to do too much, but Shane Black literally reinvents the wheel for the Predators. And I, I don't know why. There's a dumb sequence about them choosing that name, the Predator. Like, remember, they talk about it. We took a vote on it. Even And there's even a gag where Olivia Munn references a couple of times. They should really be called Hunters. And yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, the fact is, this is the kind of level of comedy that that's in this movie. And by comedy, I mean, it's None not particularly it. funny. I mean, yeah. there's a couple of times I 
smirked or, you know, not even giggled, just kind of smiled. But none of these jokes land home. The Predator isn't scary. The new Predator is tall. What do you think about the Predator dog? The Predator dog, um, I feel like I like the design better in Predators. Yeah. This is really confusing, by the way, the names of these movies that I have. <laughs> Predator, Predator 2, Predators, and The Predator. Uh, thank God they called the new one Prey. Um, but anyway, I like them better in the original. I mean, in Predators, they looked a little bit better there. Um, it's not well done. It's a gag. One of them gets lobotomized by a headshot and ends up being a deus ex machina to save Olivia Munn's character. But I, I think one of the things that I want to mention is we, and we talked about a little bit of the production issues on the original film. This film had um, massive, massive problems. Um, and the first one I want to bring up is um, they actually had a sexual predator on set. Yeah, you he were was, telling me that. He was in a sequence with Olivia Munn early on. He played someone who was hitting on her. And it is the introduction to her character, how she's set up. And basically, when she discovered this fact, she's like, I, I want this guy cut out of the movie. Like, he shouldn't be in it. He, he shouldn't have even gotten to be in this film at all. And she's not wrong. And, and I mean, this guy, I mean, he had tried to lure, I think, a 14-year-old girl via emails or something like that into having sex with him. So, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't like, you know, there was some ambiguity. It was a pretty clear, open and shut case. Um, but he was a friend of director Shane Black, and, and nobody told him no. Um, the cast was incredibly slow to support Olivia Munn when she brought up this issue. Um, most of them just want her to shut up, which is ridiculous. It, it is. It is predator. Ridiculous. I think only oh, no I, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a real predator. Um, I think only Sterling K. Brown and Key Michael Key, uh, Key Michael Key, actually made any comments in support of her. It took a long time for the rest of the cast to say anything about it. Um, another thing that dogs movie. So the, his scene is cut out. Olivia Munn's character. Just kind of shows up like you're supposed to know yeah. who she is. Yeah. Another thing that hurts the movie makes it feel clunky when this movie is is struggling, grasping for anything to to find entertaining. You have one more element that doesn't work, and then you know once we do that, you know we have to talk about the third act. The third act was apparently completely reshot. Um, some of that is from test screenings, from just fan outrage from pictures. I believe one of the set pictures that leaked was our main cast of heroes on a tank with predators and camouflage and not like alien camouflage. I mean like human fatigues camouflage. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how they got there <laughs> to be looking at the movie. We saw I'm like, I'm not really certain how these events occurred, but they did. Um, and either way they were cut out, they were changed. Um, and we get a finale that is disjointed. Yeah. To say the least, um, we have a time of day change randomly. Um, and it's there's, not quite as bad as some of the memes about it, but there's some it's sprinkling not good. of child labor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Near the end of the movie, they, they do make, um, his autistic son, whose name I can't remember. doesn't matter. Yeah. He works there. Now. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically, he's the smartest person in the world because he has autism and he's able to interface with the predator tech perfectly. And now he does child labor <laughs> all the time so he can help them. I just hope he's getting paid well. Yeah. He should be getting paid well. So um, this finale doesn't come together. Um, our initial predator is murdered. And after that, they have to face the super predator, which is a dumb idea because they just did a better super predator with the predator alien in AVP two. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, that's not a good movie, but the design of the predator alien was a lot more interesting. He's just a tall predator who doesn't wear armor or helmet. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, he's, or, and he's scaly. I mean, that's not particularly interesting. Um, and you hardly I'm, see him anyways. He's mostly in shadows the, mo in the whole movie. It is dark. It is dark up until the very end. I mean, well, you have him in sunlight near the very end, but none of that. I mean, the action sequence, for such a big budget movie, it feels so small. Like, there isn't this giant action scene. It's because they probably had to reshoot every action scene and, and do the second version on a budget. Yeah. And it feels that way. It feels like a cheaper movie than, like, the 80 to 100 million that it was supposed to cost. Shane Black is an incredibly talented writer-director. I mean, he's made some of my favorite movies, but I feel like every time this movie strikes out, they just shove the Predator theme right down our throat to try to give us some nostalgia and get away from the fact that this movie just doesn't work. It's simply just trying to skirt by on goodwill from an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from 15 years prior. Yeah. It's... 
this is an example of the things we like to talk about on this show is Hollywood's disastrous attempts to truly reboot some of their best franchises. And, and Fox has had a lot of issues with Predator. And this is just exemplifies almost every single one of them. I will say that it does, it is, one of the things I do like about the movie is it does have plenty of gore. It is. They, that's so another is element they, they reshot. Yeah. They went back and they added gore, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. So. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's, you know, take, it's a take pretty all violent stuff movie. With a, with a grain of salt when it comes to what they did and didn't reshoot. With the exception of the third act, we don't know anything like that, but that was a report. They went back to make sure to get a hard R. So they added in quite a bit of violence and gore. And like I said, I mean, if, if you're a gorehound, that's an exciting element of, of yeah. the movie. Um, but, you know, if you're a Predator fan, I mean, I, I don't know of a single Predator fan that likes this movie, um, except for us in 2018. I, once again, we have a second funny story about uh, the Predator. <laughs> um, so we had had our daughter and I don't think we had gone out to see a movie or, or like or on a done anything for like six or seven months, basically. Yeah. It just that's how it worked out. And so our first chance to get out, the only movie playing was The Predator. And we hadn't been out such a long time that we had such an enjoyable experience with the movie. We enjoyed it. We're like, oh, it wasn't that bad at all. And we rewatched it for this and almost hated every single moment of the movie. (laughs) I had Uh, so many things I hated about this. Yeah, I mean, I I just felt like once it got going, I was like, oh, my God, how would I ever like this? And then like anytime the movie has something going, it just slows down or... There's a weird bathroom joke, um, you know, things like that. Yeah. When our protagonist has to shit out a, a uh, that was such a weird scene. Yeah, he has to shit out the the predator camouflage tech. I you suppose you get that whole Pepto Bismol grab my stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moment, even with the stomach rumble and everything, and then he he runs back in, poops it out, and then he ends up using it for the finale. I hope they wash it off. Yeah. Um. It's um. I mean, it's just a real mess of a movie. Apparently, at one point, it was like two hours and 30 minutes. This thing clocked in around an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. So there's a lot that's I think not there. The actual time. What What did you find to be the most egregious element of the movie? Oh, my gosh. Um, the Predator dogs were pretty bad. Um, the Tourette's guy was pretty annoying. Oh, I forgot to mention that. They also have a cringy portrayal of Tourette's. Thomas Jane plays somebody who does the... Pussy fuck, pussy fuck does that whole bit, you know, like um, I remember like the first time I ever saw Tourette's like in 1990 on 2020. And that would that that's how America was introduced to it. A guy who just shouted profanities. So for a solid 10 years, everyone believed that's what Tourette's is. So that's you got your Tourette's cliche. Yeah. And I have a friend who has Tourette's. He just clears his throat like constantly. Yeah. And that's it's usually something like that. The profanity is. A very extreme version that doesn't happen to a lot of people. But this movie isn't really concerned with portraying people with disabilities fairly. The story is boring. Uh, the exposition slows everything down. You get some halfway decent scenes. You know, um, one of the scenes that I liked was the decapitation scene, which is kind of funny. I know they weren't probably intending it to be funny, but <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. Charlie uh, K. Brown blowing up his own head is an interesting idea. But man, considering he's the bad guy, it's super unsatisfying. Yeah. And then the other thing that I liked was um, kind of like towards the end where you had those two soldiers killing each other. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice moment. Yeah, yeah. They get a little bit of a payoff. They, I mean, they have the most realistic relationship of anybody in the film. It's certainly not our lead and his son, which is supposed to be the heart of the movie. And none of that really works and nobody really cares. But we can honestly say we did not like this movie. No, no, no. I, you know, points to that cast, uh, but Shane Black really did a huge disservice, and he really should not get another blockbuster. He's much better at smaller movies. He should completely avoid that. Um, so the Predator franchise goes dormant for a little bit, and because this movie completely killed it off, there was a a, a planned uh, trilogy apparently for Shane yeah. Black to do. That all went by the wayside when this film pretty well flopped at the box office, made a little bit more than um, Predators did, but I think it cost almost three times as much as Predators. So that goes out the window. You got to have profit. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. 
2022, new movie. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, finally, someone helps me out with how we're going to do the titles in this franchise. It's not called some variation of yes. Predator. Uh, this is Prey, and this is done by uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. I knew I was going to do that. Dan Trachtenberg, not Michelle Trachtenberg. <laughs> you Dawn did that from the Buff. first time. I did, I did. I did. I hope I don't say Michelle Trachtenberg when we actually do the show. Um, so uh, Dan Trachtenberg, he did a 10 Cloverfield Lane. And if you can believe it, this is the second film he's directed after 10 Cloverfield Lane. An excellent science fiction thriller. Tell you what, he's on his way to being a, one of the best. Um, this is a back to basics reboot, which is sort of strange to say, but with all the shenanigans that have occurred in this franchise, it's what it desperately needed. Um, this is much more of a smaller and more focused film about one girl and her need to be a warrior and running into the ultimate predator. Yeah. Um, she needs is, to be taken seriously too. Yes. Yes. Th this really is a fantastic film. Um, a period piece uh, set in the late 1700s. It is uh, done almost with an entirely uh, Native American cast, you know, where, where it's Which is impressive. Yes, yes. And by the way, I think on Hulu, you can actually get a Comanche dub of the film. That is not something yeah, I've been able to advertise really about respectful. any other movie that I can think of. Um, and, and it is, it is. I mean, Native Americans usually get the short end of the stick in any kind of um, entertainment aspect like that. So it's nice to see there's actually a dub in Comanche. That's really, that's really cool. This movie gives us, like I said, a more focused story on the Predator trying to take out a group of people. And we don't get any shenanigans about the Predator lore mm -mm. or any bit like that. Um, we even get ourselves, I, I think, a pretty realistic version of Predator Tech 300 some odd years in the past. Um, because he's using bolts to shoot people. His helmet isn't as complete as what we've seen in the other films. It's more of a of a face shield yeah. that is on him. And personally, I, I like the look of the of the primitive predator. I, I think he has a, a a technical character name, but I don't I don't know what it is. Um, the reason I know that because um, the video game that's out, Hunting Grounds, he's just got unlocked this weekend, obviously. And uh, you can buy him for a, a small microtransaction fee. <laughs> of course, um, that game sucks. Don't play it. This movie gives us what we've really been looking for since the second movie, and it is the best since the original film. Uh, obviously, it's not the most masculine film of all time, but it gives us what we're looking for from The Predator, more of a thriller. I would say so. I, I would call it a thriller. Yeah. yeah because you've got the... She's basically on the run from The Predator right. once the second act really begins. Whether she meets the uh, the white settlers who are also hunting the predator, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's almost like um, I was going to think of like like nineteen seventeen a movie that's almost kind of like one shot. Now this movie isn't one shot, but it's what it feels like. You're just sort of following uh, our hero all the way through the end of the movie. Um, you are just with her perspective as she tries to fight off the ultimate threat in the predator. Yeah. It seems like in the lore of the native American culture that they're, they're trying to portray, there is a, like a rite of passage that they have to go through to be a warrior. And she knows about, there's obviously been stories about the predator coming throughout the years. And uh, so she's very aware of it. And sh in order to make it, make her challenge as a warrior, she chooses the predator. Yeah, yeah. So we have um, Amber uh, Midthunder. Uh, she plays uh, Naru, and uh, she's our protagonist, and she is um, fantastic. Fantastic. Abs absolutely. Um, it's really weird to think of her picking up the mantle from Arnold Schwarzenegger, but she is probably the the second best protagonist that that we've had in this franchise, and probably the most interesting, more so than even Dutch was. Yeah. Um, her performance it, it really is great. And we have another great performance uh, with someone underneath the Predator mask. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what we forgot to do? Hmm. We forgot the spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Yeah, we completely Guys, forgot the spoiler alert. so sorry, but we're going to probably spoil this movie. <laughs> yeah, we, we've already sort of been spoiling this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so, spoiler, she kills the Predator. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she does it in a, in a clever way. I, I think one of the movie's most intense sequences is where she stumbles in a marsh and just sinks to the bottom. Oh, I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, as I watched it, I was like, what a horrible, horrible way to slowly die. 
as you're sinking and can't touch the bottom. Well, you get that whole training montage of her, you know, making the rope for her hatchet. Yeah. And she's training with it, you know, she's doing all these cool stunts with it. And then she falls into the the marsh. Yeah. And she has to use her skills that she just learned yeah, in order desperately to get her throwing out of that hatchet. Yeah. See if it can catch any of that wood so she can pull herself out. And with her last bit, her last inch of face sticking above yeah. the that muddy water, she's able to catch it and pull herself out. And um, it, it is later how she helps set the trap for the the predator. And 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 it, it works brilliantly against him. It's um, it's a clever way to finish off our antagonist. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, this is a movie that it is um, um, it's brief. You know, the the predator movies at like an hour and forty six have have been pretty standard. I think this this follows through as well. The original just a little bit over ninety minutes. Um, it packs a lot of story into this quick runtime. Um, even though, like I said, this isn't a high concept film, it's very much straightforward about what occurs in it. You know, unlike the Predator, which you know took an hour and forty six and didn't really accomplish anything narratively within that time. You know, unless they were trying to sell toys of the the Super Predator. Um, what this movie does is it it makes use of almost every frame, and something I appreciate because not only is is it well done, it's beautifully shot. Yeah, oh, those scenic views. Are just breathtaking. Yeah, they they really are. Um, Cinematography is just excellent. Yeah, this is a movie, even though it, it was nice to see on our 4K projector here at the house. Um, this is a movie that deserved the theater. Yeah. And I, this is maybe might be one of my biggest nitpicks here is in this modern era, we didn't get the theater for this movie. It goes straight to Hulu. Um, and I, I, well, this is, you know, all because of the turnover between Disney and Fox, you know, them acquiring well, them. It's also an all Native American cast. Like who, when has Hollywood cared about something like that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This could have been the number one movie in America featuring. If it had white people, it had been different. Well, you know, I, I think that's a part, a possibility, but you know, it's the only time somebody like Amber Midthunders is going to have an opportunity to be in the number one movie in America, and which is a star. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you know millions of people watched this movie this weekend um, that it came out, and I think it certainly would have been number one at the box office. It's a shame that the best the franchise had to offer since you know 1987 just it doesn't get that opportunity. Go straight to home video, home video, showing my age. Go straight to streaming. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it's a disappointment. Like, so I'm glad I was able to see it for for free. Well, not free. We pay for Hulu, but you know, you know, it's one of those things that it, it is. Um, yeah, you didn't go down to the blockbuster and pay your yeah, four dollars to yeah, get. Your I movie. didn't. I didn't make my way to Hollywood Video <laughs> to go in there run my VHS copy of Prey. Um, it, it just I, I lament for the way things are or used to be done as opposed to how they're done now. More people will get to experience this film, um, because of this. You know, I think it has a chance to become an all an all out classic because so many people are going to see the movie because it's it's available, you know, Anywhere. almost for free. Yeah. It's available almost for a free. A lot of people have Hulu. Yeah, a lot of people have Hulu. A lot of people are bumming people's accounts this weekend just so they can watch this movie. Um, I know a few people who my father, he subscribed to Hulu for the first time just so he could watch a new Predator movie and he loved it. And my dad doesn't you know, <laughs> my dad's had his ups and downs with this franchise as well. It's great to see the Predator franchise standing tall after a long time of dealing with AVP movies and Shane Black retreads to see the Predator in a spot to where we might get a new franchise. I think the Predator killing people through time. I'm all about it. Pirates against the Predator. I'm down. Yeah, but it makes sense. It does. It They're does. A warrior class like the, like we know them as. Mm hmm. Why wouldn't they? And that is one of the things that I like the most about this movie is. um you get to see the predator fight something else other than a human. And he, yeah, he yeah. first starts off with the snake and then you get the wolf and then you get the bear and you're progressing there as you go to different predators in, in, in the world. And I, I just love that. I, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think if you, if you are a predator, you're certainly going to come here and if you want the finest of combat, see who's the best, of the best, you're going to work your way through the animal kingdom. Yeah. The great scene with the bear, you know, where he, he fights it off and, and, and the bear gets the, say, yeah, gets upper hand on him. Yeah. 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 And it's until the predator just delivers a knockout shot yeah. and takes it down. He ends up saving Naru, who's obviously horrified and terrified by, by what she sees. 
But it, but it's a great sequence, and it's what you'd believe. He would want to fight a wolf. He yeah. would want to fight a bear. You know, he, he'd want to, and, and of course, like the Predator, when the bear comes to fight him, he throws the bolts and stuff away, and he goes mano a mano, you know, hand-to-hand combat with, with that creature to show that he's more powerful. Yeah. And it, that, that's something that always sticks to Predator lore. You know, anytime someone is has a knife, the Predator will throw down the weapons and, and not use the, the auto cannon on his shoulder. Just to engage in 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 that in combat for you know I guess the code of the predator uh, you know if you don't have a weapon he won't attack you and then like a video game um, our protagonist has a pet dog yes yes I, I think that element works really well because at the end of the day this is a movie about a girl and her dog yeah. killing the predator and I and her getting her warrior class yeah yeah I, I think her relationship with the dog works incredibly well the dog is incredibly well done. Uh, great training and stuff like that. Um, I only mentioned this guy. I think we watched uh, the Lady and the Tramp remake early in the day, and we got exposed to so many bad CG <laughs> dogs in that movie. Yeah, so many bad CG dogs. So it was good to see an incredibly well trained real dog. And I know there's a couple of times they probably used a CG dog, but it it looked very good. It was on command, and uh, I certainly bought it. Helping her try to dispatch the predator. It's um, it's another element I like. I'm a sucker for dog movies. Yeah. Like I've seen Max two or three times. And that movie stinks. So, I mean, I, I'm just a sucker for movies about dogs. I don't know how this movie could have appealed to me any more than it than it did. Uh, the second I saw she had a dog, I was like, already love it. That was my yeah. only note. <laughs> already my favorite movie since the original. And it was able to really follow through and, and give me almost everything I wanted. Um, I anxiously await another sequel and another film from. You think Dan they'll Trackers. have another sequel? I don't know if, if we get a direct sequel to this, but I, I certainly think there should be a series of Predator in Time movies now. Oh, that would be so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I think like a Predator during World War II could be interesting. Yeah. World War One. You know, I, there's a lot of During period, the samurai time. Yeah, there's a lot. Warrior's there. Yeah, there's a lot of periods throughout human history. I think injecting a Predator could be interesting. But what I, I want to see is the Predator sticking more towards its thriller horror roots. And being able to move a movie like that, as opposed to going high concept and doing Predator lore and a big sweeping action movie or, you know, versus movies, you know, with him taking on Alien. Yeah. I think we, we, we've we tapped that well, about as well as we could possibly do. So we don't need to go back to that. I, I want to see Disney taking the Predator in a smart direction. I don't know if they will, because like I said, this isn't. Fox is the one who mismanaged this for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, you know, they made sure Arnold Schwarzenegger never came back. Somehow they were never able to get Arnold to come back to do it. They can't stop Arnold from doing Terminator movies. He would <laughs> never come back and do any of the, the Predator sequels. It's, a lot of it's been scheduling. You know, he he was on, working on something or he was running for governor. Yeah, the, I know one with Predators, he was the governor then. So it was unlikely he would come back and do a cameo. He also wasn't in great shape at the time. Yeah. Uh, it's very difficult to be governor, I would assume. Um, so it's tough time to, to tough to find time to work out. Uh, I'm not going to hate Arnold Schwarzenegger. He could still crush me like a grape. And I, I have to assume he just read Shane Black's script and was like, I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> Cause uh, the, the final sequence of the predator, when they bring out the predator armor, I think it was originally scripted as Dutch was supposed to be there. That's right. Yeah. Like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm back and that's it. You know, and then the movie cuts to a sequel we never got. So it was good. Arnold didn't do it. Um, and it's good that the Predator franchise is looking up for the first time in 20 plus years. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. This is a rare gritty reboot with a smile on my face because we got to have a bad reboot that wasn't so gritty. And then we got to have uh, the one that we, we all truly deserved. Yeah, because this was also a very gory movie. Yes, very much so. I mean, we get to see a bear torn apart and a Predator covered in his blood. Yeah. Um, you know, we have the best realization of the camouflage um, tech. Even though it technically would be the oldest in the history of those movies in the canon, um, the way it looks is really great. You know, like see through, but you know, something is kind of there. I, I love the way the effect is achieved in this one, even when um, things are hitting him like blood and, and, and water and everything like that. It uh, it all works incredibly well. Yeah. Um, I think with that, um, we may have exhausted what we have to say about. Yeah, I couldn't really think of anything that I disliked about the movie. It's just that good. Um, sometimes movies don't have to re- remake the wheel 
Um, they can be very simple. This movie is very simple. It has a simple premise, but it it does it really well. Yeah. No, I, I agreed 100%. Simple idea. Just execute the fuck out of it. So with that, let's go into some of the user reviews for these movies that we've done. Okay. Um, Predator 87 has a 4.7 user review, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 7.8 on IMDb. So lots and lots of people like it. Okay. Makes sense. Um, I tried to find one-star reviews, uh, really couldn't find anything. I found a couple of two stars, but they were really long. So I'm not going to bore everybody with the uh, details there. But I do have some excerpts from Ebert's review on it, which he gave it a three stars. He says the Predator begins like Rambo and ends like Alien, which I thought was perfect because it's very yeah. much a, a action movie. But Probably how it was so, pitched. Probably how it was pitched. Yeah. Rambo meets Alien. Um, he also says Predator moves at a breakneck pace. It has a story and, and simple characterizations. It has good location, photography, and terrific special effects. And it supplies what it claims to supply, an effective action movie. Another solid review from Roger Ebert. Yeah. No, I I, I I had known for a while he actually gave this movie a very good review. I he read loved it. it. I read it a long time ago. Um, Roger Ebert was a big fan of sort of a high concept idea, you know, and, and Rambo meets Alien would certainly be one of those ideas. I'm, I'm glad he liked it. And I'm not too surprised. Then we have The Predator 2018, um, 2.9 user review, so pretty bad. Fans uh, hate this movie. 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.3 on IMDb. Um, I have one, um, one review here to read. It's, it straddles a line between so bad it's good and just plain bad. There are no characters in this movie. Instead, we have a great cast of actors reading God awful lines. The direction is appalling. The story is non-existent and it's clear that there's no thought whatsoever put into it. It honestly felt like it was written by an overly caffeinated monkey using its feet for typing. No, wait, scratch that. A monkey would have written something better. What's even more disappointing is the action was just subpar and lazily executed. This is devastating because the action in the Predator movies is a film one saving grace. This movie has barely, barely any redeeming qualities. The runtime is almost two hours, far too long for an action flick by this one. Honestly, you're better off watching Predators and said, at least it's had atmosphere, solid action, and decent performances. Yeah, I, I like what, one star. I like what the review points out in the end. I don't think the fans realized how good they had it with Robert Rodriguez yeah. produced Predators. Um, the movie just kind of got written off a little bit at the time, but the fans really, really escaped. Um, almost unscathed through that movie other than Adrian Brody's weird tough guy voice. That movie's good. And, and fans have certainly gone back to reevaluate it as a bit of an underrated gem, especially um, out in the wake of the predator. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I mean, that guy's spot on. Usually I like to bash the one star reviews, but there's not a whole lot that, that he pointed out, you know, maybe he's a little tough on the dialogue, but, and even then some of that not, doesn't even work as well as Shane Black is used to, I mean, you go and you watch the nice guys and you struggle to think this is the same director. Yeah. This is the same writer director. I love that movie. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, as a fan of the franchise, it, it does really feel as though Fox had a thousand monkeys at a typewriter hoping to get brilliance at some point from them. And it really just never happened till we got to this movie. Now, uh, Prey 2022, it had a 4.4 user review, uh, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes and 70% on Metacritic. So lots of people really love this movie, but I found a one-star review. Okay. Lay it on me. Here we go. Go rewatch the first two Predator movies, then watch Prey. You'll see why this movie deserves one star. A 5'4", 100-pound waif who has never hunted anything before slaughters an entire fur trapper's encampment full of giant burly men with muskets and also kills a Predator without getting a single scratch. Call me misogynistic, toxic, or whatever other term for being non-woke is popular this week, but action stars needed to look the part or have enough character development as a legit badass to be believable in their role. The lead in this movie has no believable as a badass in the least bit. Also, what's the point of touting a whole Native American cast, which has been the main focal point for most of the promotion of the movie, if they're going to speak almost entirely in English and use some modern speech patterns and slang? One more thing. This is a franchise movie. How about stepping it up in the CG game just a tad? So he really hated the fact that this was made with this was made in the with Native Americans in mind. Okay. Um 
Well, that was his review is the whole characterization of her. Well, we certainly knew that that was always going to be an issue with the movie. The second we saw the promotion that people would be upset that, you know, you could make a movie without just a full white cast. Um, Obviously, we really enjoyed it. It was a different take on it. Yeah. Um, It added to the movie. Um, You know, very much so. You were able to do the same concept of the original film. Warriors stuck behind uh, enemy lines, except it's not an enemy after them. It's the Predator. Um, you were able to do that same similar concept uh, because you were able to make it about Native Americans. And I think because these were Native Americans, you automatically know they're outgunned by superior tech. Yeah. I mean, it might as well be magic to them. Bows and arrows. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, he, I mean the predator is, is armed to the teeth and is not just that. He's stronger physically than a bear. Yeah. So I think those elements are like, oh, that's so unrealistic. She's the underdog. She's not supposed to be overpowered. Doesn't everybody love an underdog story? Yeah, yeah. And and she doesn't outmuscle the predator. She outsmarts him. Yeah. Yeah. Which what you gotta do when you're outsized. Exactly, exactly. She took advantage of the few things that she knew about him and used them against him and murdered him. And she won. Yeah. And she pulled it out. And what's wrong with having a strong female Native American character? Not a damn thing. There we go. All right. <laughs> well, guys, I think that's a good a place for us to end our discussion about the the predator as any spot. Um, this it ends with a, a happier note than most of our shows. We love this reboot, and we're going away with a smile on our face. I'll probably end up watching Prey again sometime yeah. in, the, in the next coming weeks. I feel like I need to watch it again. Yeah. Oh, certainly so. I, I think I definitely will catch it one more time. At least I'll probably watch it throughout the years, you know, yeah. as long as it's yeah. on Hulu. Oh, yeah. I'll probably try and see. Is it still possible to buy a Blu-ray of a movie that goes straight to streaming? I don't know. I'll have to look into it. Um, but, uh, you know, I loved it. And, you know, I, I it's going to be certainly making the rotation for me from now on. Yeah, we we loved it. So, um, everybody, I want to remind you, uh, if you want to chat with us or have any issues with the show you want to bring to our attention, any mistakes we might have made. I know I never make any mistakes, but uh, <laughs> my nose grows four inches. Um, that is grittyrebootcast at gmail.com. You can email us there. Let us know any complaint or possible praise you might have for the yeah, show. Yeah, we read everything, so we send really it do. on over. And uh, it's a Gritty Reboot, and that's also at Instagram and at TikTok. Um, I'm pretty active on TikTok, so um, you can also hit me up there. And, of course, we also do a, a little bit of Twitch streaming as well. And that's uh, the Kitchen Ace one word, and that's a Twitch. And uh, we stream a couple times a week, and uh, we talk about whatever or whatever movie we happen to be reviewing. Um, and maybe uh, this week I might play a little bit of the Predator game, which I despise. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear me complain about it uh, because once again, first-person shooters with terrible combat aren't fun. Even if I do love that Alan Silvestri theme pumped in my face over and over again. There you go. Um, so that's it guys uh we appreciate you coming and listening to us and hope you join us next week all right have fun everybody